0: You are locked on Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And I am joined by Jerome Junkyard Dog Williams. If that name sounds familiar, it's sure because he is the former NBA legend and now working with. The big three, the first professional three on three basketball ever. Uh it is an exciting time for the big three. It is their time to take over this basketball spotlight. And Jerome's gonna be talking about season two of the big three. The young three, the big three's new youth initiative, and finally shooting for peace, and we'll talk some spurs in a bit. But Jerome, thanks uh once again for taking some time and good to have you back. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to always talk to my San Antonio dog pound. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, uh, you are a fan favorite. You always have been, whether you've been in the NBA and now the Big Three. Uh, before we talk about uh, the young three, and I, as I mentioned, the uh, shooting for peace, let's talk about Big Three Season 2. Are you excited? I and mean, Team Power, again, you're uh, you're leading the charge for them. You have a new role with the Big Three. Uh, let's talk about all that. Um how do you feel about taking on a very big new role with the Big Three? Oh, I'm so excited, you know, when Ice Cube and the co-founder Jeff K asked me to really, like, look at, you know, a community initiative for the Big Three, which turned out to be the Young Three. I was so excited and uh wanted to, just, you know, jump in and, and really get the energy it needs. You know, whenever you're dealing with kids, you gotta come with, you know, a lot of bark. You gotta come loud and proud and, uh, you know, bringing Georgia to the game, uh, to the kids and all these different communities. And I felt a uh, strong presence in a lot of the communities because I played in many of them, from Chicago to Detroit to Toronto uh, to New York. And uh, I couldn't wait to sit behind uh, the wheel of the Young Three. So I'm so glad that they uh, allowed me this opportunity. Yep, Jerome will be serving as president of the Young Three. Basically, the Young Three is a three-on-three tournament. That's a big three. In season two, we'll host priority games it's for, it's for kids 7 to 14. It's basically a skills clinic. And, uh, basically we'll be on Friday night before the big game later that week for the big three season two. I believe, Jerome, uh, the rules are kind of going to be similar. The only difference is the point, uh, the point of value. How is that going to work out? Yes, yeah, so basically the same rules as big three, except there'll be a basically 20 to 30-minute time limit, and the, the game will be 2.30. So instead of games being 50 in the big three, we're cutting it down to a 30-point game uh, for the young three, which still gives them plenty of time to put up as many four-point shots as they want. You know, three-on-three basketball is a new wave. You look what the big three did last year, pretty much ushering it in into the mainstream. I'm in the United States but Olympic basketball now has a three-on-three uh, tournament now. How does it feel to be part of that uh, forefront of three-on-three professional basketball? Well, you know what? That's what makes it so exciting. Um, when kids have the opportunity to go get a gold medal in the sport, uh, that that just lights up their eyes in terms of their dreams and, you know, what they aspire to do, what they aspire to be. And playing of basketball one of the most popular games throughout the world. So five-on-five five has been established, but three-on-three three is now the next pinnacle, I feel like, in the game of basketball because of the Olympics. The kids who go out and get a gold medal, they get scholarships for three-on-three. Three. You know, it's going to take motive. And the funny thing is, when, when I was younger, you know, I played more three-on-three three basketball than five-on-five. Five. You know, I think three-on-three three basketball from an urban perspective is played more because there are less kids to play 5-on-5. 5-on-5 is taken over by A.A.U. You know, you have all the different tournaments and different uh, places that kids can play. And, of course, you can see that, you know, um, all of the different uh, uh, products and consumer products have really, you know, taken to the 5-on-5 aspect. 3-on-3, once it catches on, it's going to be hard to catch because... Because there's more kids that uh, be able to play. When you take a full court game, of uh, a full court gym, you can have six kids playing on one side of the court and another six on the other side of the court. So that's 12 kids versus just five kids playing, um, a 10 kids total at a time on a 5 and 5 game. Yeah, and, you know, last year uh, in the Big Three's uh, opening uh, season, that was kind of the thread right, with a lot of the players. And a lot of them were saying that's how they got their first taste into the basketball world, like yourself, Clyde Dressler, who's uh, coaching, and now he's the, the commissioner of the Big Three, uh, to Rick Mahorn. Everybody I spoke to last year said Big was their first taste into getting their hands and their feet wet and you know, seeing the push of the ball go through. So now to connect to the younger kids who are experiencing that, that's got to be huge for you, Jerome. Oh, it does. And, you know, it also teaches the game, um, you know, the more intricate parts of the game because there are less players. Like five-on-five, five, you can always hide a player. You know, you can even sometimes hide two players. But in three-on-three, three, there are most no places for players to hide, so they have to work on all of their skills, their all-around game. Offense, defense, ball-hand, passing, setting screens, touch to the basket. Like, there's different things that you can't do uh, in five on five. Like, everybody can't be cutting to the basket at the same time. You know, you you, you have to have a point guard in that. Mm-hmm. In five on five. Well, in three on three, you can have multiple point guards. You can have, you know, everybody playing different positions. Uh, just from the mere fact that, you know, you got post up players, you got in players, you got penetrators. Um, in three on three basketball, you need all those. Yeah, you definitely do. And one thing that fans can look forward to this coming season, uh, outside of the young three and seeing the kids develop, there's also a big three uh, season two. Uh, before we get into that, I do want to touch on shooting for peace. Uh, this is a new basketball camp led by uh, current and retired NBA players. And I think you're also uh, leading the charge in this effort too, aren't you? Absolutely. You know, legend shooting for peace is a great partner for young people. Because they're doing so many things in the community with retired players, you know, retired NBA players, retired ABA and Harlem Globetrotters, as well as the NBA players. You know, the one thing about the young three is, doing like, you know, boys and girls uh, playing That's Something that the young three is um, building on. But the shooting for peace is something that they've been doing in all these different cities that the big three are going to participate in it. Mm-hmm. So now there's an academic uh, access to the whole young three that shooting prestige brings. I think that communities need to know that their professional athletes from the big three as well as retired NBA players, you know, care about these communities. Uh, putting education such as African-American history shows that care and gives kids opportunities to learn um learn educational uh, courses outside of this uh, sport. And with the combination of the big three, young three, I think that they're getting the best of both worlds. They get to participate in sport and health as well as education. Yeah, you know, and Jerome, you, this is nothing new for you in the sense of you and your activism and helping the youth and helping the community. I believe in 2009, you established the JYP Project, which is also a youth development organization. And also, uh, I think it helps uh, adults also reaching uh, some sort of educational-based program. Can you talk about that? Yes. You know, the daylight Project, we help kids uh, ages 5 to 18 uh, all throughout their walk in school, uh, all the way through high school. Um, the programs are all based on education, sports, as well as spiritual, so we, we try to cover the the whole human gamut in terms of kids reaching their goals, reaching their dreams, um, one step at a time, uh, creating champions. And, uh, that, that's been the goal of the JYD project. And so I bring a lot of that same drive and passion to the nonprofit over to the Young Green to, to help push the initiative. You know, the Big Three has really, uh, got a great partner and a team. I um, really supporting these kids, and these communities. I'm so happy that I can uh, come and then all the support that I know uh, from all my years of experience. Yeah, let's not forget that. Uh, Jesus is also uh, being a big part of the Young 3 as well as Jerome. So it's, it's an exciting time. I'm seeing the Big 3 just develop into a larger platform, not just simply X's and O's and who's playing and even the next game up. Uh, you know, Jerome, I was part of Season one, and to see it in its infancy, It's in now, and it just—it's just exploding. You the league is getting more recognition. I believe the, the games are going to be aired live now on Fox Sports. I mean, it's really making waves into season two. Absolutely, you know, live sports is where it's at. Uh, but you know, you had to—you had to establish it first. Last year was our establishment year, and this year with Fox stepping up putting it live on FS1 and then uh, live on Fox as well. It's really going to bring a lot more fans and like more excitement to the game. And then, of course, having the Young 3 and the Youth, initi- youth Initiative that's driving positive, you know, opportunities in the communities for kids, um, you know, refurbishments, of courts with Adidas and, you know, all these NBA legends bringing education and shooting for peace uh, to all these cities as well. Um, you really know, these shows – you know, the the fans, that it's a real commitment to not just selling
1: tickets.
0: (laughs) Um, Everybody wants to, you know, get rich, but a lot of people don't understand that community is really where it's at. You want to be community-based, community-filled, and this initiative really shows that they're committed to, you know, having partners that want to be in the community and really do positive things, but not only that, having people, um like the, like the NDRPA chapters members with, hmm. you know, NBA legends and NBA players and Harlem Globetrotters um, all trying to give back because that's where the heart and soul of, uh, of basketball starts. It starts in the community. And uh, what better way to do it to the young three and uh, big three games this summer on Fox? Yeah, that's right. Uh, if you want more information about the young three, just go to youngthree.org. Their uh, season will begin in Houston on June 21st again, the day before uh, the Big Three uh, season two kicks off, which will also be in Houston on June 22nd. I- I'm looking forward to it. All right, let's now let's talk about season two. Uh, y- you, know, you're season two y- you know, you look at season two. You know, you you got you know trilogy defending chance I mean, they look like juggernauts last season. I mean, we believe they went undefeated. I mean, I, just, I mean, this is just, I mean, do you see them repeating again? Hey, you know what? They, they you always have to get past the chance before you can look to get a championship. And last year that team went undefeated the entire season, all the way to their road to the championship. They had a great team, uh, captained by Kenyon Martin, um, as well as uh Git himself, Al Arrington. um, both of those guys I know very well from my age in the NBA mm-hmm. against them and they brought that same uh tenacity and leadership to the big three. So those are the best team to beat. You know, I said three-headed monster. uh, was another team that we faced in the playoffs with uh, the reigning MVP himself, um, uh, Mr. Merchard Lewis, Mm -hmm. and Mahmoud Abu, who came out of retirement age 50 and showed he could still light it up. You know, the ghost team, um, ghost ballers with Mike Biddy and Ricky Davis. Um, that's another strong team. Yeah, and and led, and led by a and led by sports legend George Gervin. That's right. Yeah, Ice Man, and a, don't forget Gary Payton with the green headed monster. So, I mean, it's just a fun way to see basketball evolve to see the legends participating in coaching and get masters it, and of course, team power. We, we, we set the stage this year. Nancy Lieber made finals. So oh yeah, that's right. And, you know, WNBA player to get a head coaching job, not a assistant job. He's the head coach of Team Power. Uh, um, Bird Getty, he's back at it again. He's in the gym. I talk to him every week. He's working out really as he has all summer to, uh, get back on the court. Tino Mowgli, he's back. He's going to sign the Birdman this year. And, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting for a lot of teams. A lot of teams at it, like, you know three companies, Darren Davis. Yep. How's that going we <laughs> got all-stars you know, coming out now for the big three. Amari Sotomayor. Yep. He's in the action. So, you, you know, it's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of fun. Nate Robinson from the slam dunk camp. I want to see if he's still rising above the rim. Or is he, or is he going to be gassed out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, i never been one to fold, so I'm, I'm looking for big things from him. Um, but, yeah, Philadelphia's the team to beat. That's the team that everybody's looking to to, to see if they're going to, you know, continue their undefeated streak uh, this year. And, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm disappointed that my man Deshaun Stevenson got swiped up as a co-captain by the ball Ballhawks and Brian Scalabrini. Um, that's a deadly shooter that we all know so well because he was my former teammate and now he's a co captain. Um, Reggie Reggie Evans mm-hmm. uh battled with me for uh defensive player of the year as well as uh as rebounding King and uh he signed with three headed monster, you know, to give them some more front court power. I'm just like, hey, man, this team fat <laughs> and it's a excited basketball You know, tune in if you're not in that city, but if you are in that city, you better get a ticket because it's the only place in town where you can get four games for one ticket. Yep, basically, yep. Yeah, I I, I pretty much uh, was able to witness many uh, stops last year. And I'm telling you, uh, those that are listening in right now, you get bang for your buck. As Jerome mentioned, four games for the price of one ticket, including the performances. And, 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 of course, you know, celebrities. I uh, think LL Cool J, he made them all last year. Uh, you get to see him. And what I like about bother Jerome is just how accessible Ice Cube was. I've covered the NBA since 2004 and just now beginning to continue my second season covering the Big Three. I've never seen a a guy in in his position as CEO of this just take time to make sure fans get a picture with him. You, Jerome, I saw you. You were very accessible to fans. The interaction is top-notch, Jerome. I really got to give my uh, tip of the hat to the Big Three. Yeah, and I think that that's the difference between – you know, this new age 43 and, you know, some of the sports that have been here in the past. I mean, you're, we're really looking for, you know, guys who are exceptional. We want to interact with fans because, you know, we had our shine our and our, our heyday with the end game. Um, and that's why fans are still coming out and packing stadiums because they they remember that passion, they remember that, um, that hard nosed play. But at the same time, you know, they couldn't have the same access right. uh, in the NBA as we can have with it at the Big Three mm-hmm. because we made it more accessible. because it's more like a thank you tour. Exactly. Going to these different cities, they're mm-hmm. only going to see you one time a year. Um, it's not like you're, you know, they're going to see, you know, 42 games in one city uh, with their home team. You know, this is, this is a total different game. Um, and, you know, I'm sure it's going to go global as well. Oh, it definitely is. And those of you who are listening, I am not simply saying this just because I'm talking to Jerome or because I do cover the big three. I mean, it from the bottom of my heart. These guys out there, like Jerome, as I mentioned, Ice Cube, they will make time for you. They'll make sure every fan gets an autograph. I, they are just top-notch when it comes to that. Uh, but it also doesn't take away from the fact that the players can be competitive. It is very competitive in basketball. I think even last year, Jerome, I'm pretty sure you remember this, uh, the Killer beast Stephen Jackson. And <laughs> Oakland have those little back and forth. I mean, just to tell you how oh, competitive yeah. it can get. Absolutely. I mean, you know, these guys—we all want in. Yeah. They we're there, you know, um, you know, kicking and scratching because you know we all have our pride on the line and our reputation. And you know, it's when we throw up that basketball, all things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are ready to do what we, we were put here to do and that was play basketball to the you know to the utmost and we still take our bragging rights very seriously you know when I blocked the, the, the big shot shot in, uh, in our game versus the killer three I you know I let him know I said this isn't Detroit versus Toronto <laughs> game seven. this is now you know team power versus killer three and uh, I'm up one game on you buddy <laughs> there you so, go. You know, it, it, it's always that, that, that fun camaraderie um, <sighs> that uh, the big three players have that we all want to win. Once again, we're talking to NBA legend Jerome Champiard. Williams. William, uh, he is part of the big three and president of the Young Three, which you can find at theyoungthree dot all right, uh, let's talk about a little NBA now. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, uh, I, I you know, my main uh, focus is the NBA and uh, the San Antonio Spurs, and what do you make of this Kawhi Leonard stuff? I, I mean, it is one of the most perplexing things that I think San Antonio, that organization, has had to deal with in the last 20-plus years with Popovich at the helm, and now you see this. I mean, as a player, as a former player, you've been there you know, contracts and injuries and dealing with the NBA team. What do you make of this? Well, you know what? I see an injured player. Um, the one thing I do, I did get here in the press, is that Danny Green, that he talks to Brian Lerner, he's to with them. So yeah. that does connect itself to to be, you know, something positive for the Spurs. I think that that's. That's one of the keys for this game is to, is to have some players that want to stay, mm-hmm. and them saying that he wanted to stay is is good for them because they're gonna need him. They're gonna need him, yeah. you know, to continue this franchise and continue to grow this game basketball in San Antonio. Um, but this year has been crazy. I mean, you see all the reports that mm-hmm. you know he's in New York, he's here, there. You know, you people don't know whether or not he wants to stay with the Spurs or what's going on. Uh, it's been very, very, you know, private. Mm-hmm. Really. Um, so I just, I just look at it like, hey, if one of his teammates said he wants to stay, then all the players can, you know, wait to finish official results. But, yeah, you know, you got to go with what the players are saying in the locker room. They still want him, and he still wants to be there. Yeah, you really uh, break it down. If you look at Danny Green and what he said recently on uh, ESPN. And then, of course, uh, he know, re- reiterated again in other outlets uh, – Rudy Gay has also come out and said, like, you know, Irving's fine. Irving's just a little overblown right now. So perhaps, you're right, Jerome. You know, fans that are nervous thinking about number two not wearing the silver and black next season should maybe take a deep breath, and it looks like all signs it might be pointing to him uh, resigning that mega deal, $319 million extension, later on this month. You know, when you look at the Spurs as an organization, Jerome, you know, every, every team seems to want to copy that blueprint of the success that it's had over the last 20 years. And a lot of credit has gone to Tim Duncan, obviously, you know, guys like Parker and Anu and now like maybe switching to Kawhi Leonard, but do you think Popovich just lost in all this? Well, I think Popovich has to play his position. I mean, he's a coach, he's now his coach, but uh, he's vice president of uh, basketball mm-hmm. and um, works very, very closely with the DM there. So, you know, he's in a tough spot, you know, when it comes to, you know, wanting to, you know, coach his player, but Mm -hmm. also having to, you know, answer the media in reference to injuries. I mean, he's not not a a doctor. He's not a trainer, you know, but they they kind of put him in the forefront to answer a lot of questions. And I think that that's where, you know, if you take a coach and a player reads it from the coach, I mean that's tough sometimes for to players because you're saying, hey, you're the coach, you know, you should talk. Let the team staff, let the team staff, the coach, um, that way, you it, keep you, you know, evaluate it from, you know, you can evaluate it from the coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, Andy. And it, it's just funny though because you look at this dynasty that they've had, you know, during their golden age, and you, you know, you, you know, all credit gives to Popovich, but man, he says it himself. He would not be where he is if he did not have a guy named Tim Duncan during his his time in the NBA. Uh, Jerome, uh, you know, now let's shift now to the NBA Finals. Once again, Chapter Four: Cavs Warriors again. Uh, how do you see this playing out? Uh, definitely see the Warriors in seven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think LeBron James has had a remarkable year and has really carried this team to unbelievable heights. I mean, what other team in the league can make that many trades at the trade deadline, trade away half of the team, and still make the finals? It's unheard of, it's unprecedented, and LeBron James needs to be commended for his leadership and dominance of being a one one player on the plan, he's proven that. But he's also going up against the number two and number three players on the planet, mm-hmm. the Curry and the rain. So two versus one, um, you know, usually plays out one way. Yeah, you know, Golden State Warriors at all. Yeah, that Warriors team is just a juggernaut. You, you know, you have to play almost excellent ball for forty-eight minutes and it even then some. they can take uh, a quarter off here and there, but with their onslaught and that aerial assault, they can just drop on you from Thompson to Curry to uh, you know Livingston to even sometimes Draymond. You you just cannot let your foot off this. Jeff, have you ever seen a team this powerful ever in your experience? I, you know what? In my experience, you know, I I played against the Chicago Bulls. They had Dennis Rodman, Scotty Pippen, and of course the one and only is Miss Michael Gordon. Yep. and that was a powerful three-headed monster. Obviously, everybody else was a role player. They had shooters in Steve Kerr, you know, John Paxton, um, most predominantly Steve Kerr when I was playing against the Bulls and then they also had, you know, other guys like Tony Cusco too. Mm-hmm. You know, I really feel like like a Draymond Green not mm-hmm. a much defense but in being an all-around player to shoot drive to, uh, you know, to assist. I think he definitely was, um, if he played on another team, would have had a larger role. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, that was the closest thing that I could say um, I thought to the Golden State Warriors back in my day. Yeah, and it always ends the question, and I don't know if you feel comfortable answering this, but I mean, how do you answer the question, LeBron or MJ? you played against MJ, you know, you Seeing LeBron grow to and what I he is paid, now. I played, oh, I played. against LeBron. Yeah, and you played against. So but but let's, listen, listen, There's no escaping the fact that LeBron James has never won a Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah.
1: There's nothing
0: against LeBron, That's a defense absolutely is a is a, uh, a dominant physical specimen? Absolute. Um, but when you have the killer instinct, that Mike add. To never lose um, you know, in the finals, mm-hmm. you know, three for three, and then going to then going another three for three for six titles. That um, that that's, that's something serious. Mm-hmm. That that is, you know, that's one thing about those rings is as you can see how hard they are to get. I mean, you know, James Harden has been there. Uh, you know, now to to the Western Conference. Right. And he's come up with nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's hard to win a championship. So if you're going to say you're the best that's ever played, um, and and a lot of other great players can make an argument because they have those championships, you know, and a lot of people that don't get mentioned a lot these days are people like Bill Russell, who have, who have. Yeah. More and things, you know. Um, you know, but uh but that's the one thing that that is measured on is how many times you actually won. Mm-hmm. And LeBron's getting up there, for sure. You know, he got through championships um and that that's definitely to be tremendous. He goes to the final eight, eight times. That's, that's crazy. and Thing. Yeah. Um, you know, but the records show that, you know, in order to win, you have to, you know, you, you not only have to prove that you're the best, but you have to sometimes go up against insurmountable odds. And, you know, the fouls are a lot different than when they were back in Michael Jordan's days when we were guarding them. You know, the holding and grabbing, the rule changes. Um, the impediment of process and those things um, that now are in the game that weren't in the game, with Michael Jordan was playing, I can only imagine because I was there when they changed the rules to be more like today. And our question to the rules committee was how are we supposed to guard Michael Jordan <laughs> without do these things? That was literally the question. They said we said Michael Jordan can score fifty to hundred points a game if we cannot no longer have these rules. Wow! Guaranteed progress with Michael Jordan. He can tough whoever he wants freely. Without being touched, how did he come on like that? I mean, you know, ridiculous. No. We- yeah, I think that. It's, it's like uh, Charles Barkley and a lot of other legends like said, it's kind of even harder to compare the two without having sent that LeBron, the personality right. that we were playing with back then. You know, I'm, I know that he could play. That's not the question. Would he be as a pet That's the question. yeah he able to still hold up triple doubles? Would he still be able to shoot from the same Field goal percentage? Would he be able to still carry a team with that type of physicality? Everybody said he was kind of tired and game six. Well, imagine if you were being held, grabbed, pushed, mm-hmm. down—you <laughs> know—on top of just playing the regular game. So that's my take on it. LeBron is a great player. Uh, he's definitely in my top five all time, um, and his—you his, know—his career is not over. Nope, yeah, he's still playing. point. So, yeah, I, I'm not saying he can't get there, but as of today, Michael Jordan is still there. He's still the number one. You, you, you can only imagine if MJ was playing in this uh, era of the NBA, it would be definitely you know where to begin to process that. Um, Jerome, you know, let's go ahead and uh, put a wrap on this. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but again, you know, Big Three season two is set to kick off next month in June, uh, June 22nd. In Houston, Jerome will be there. in Big 3 Season 2. You got the Young 3. Make sure to go out to young3.org uh, for all uh, registration information. Uh, uh, you know, your final thoughts on Season 2 is it's coming up fast, Jerome. Hey, Season 2, I can't wait. June 22nd is going to be a us very shortly. June 21st, obviously, Young 3 is coming up in mm-hmm. Houston. We're doing a talk party for that. We've got a lot of... Uh, NBA, uh, NBRPA chapter presidents and me and, and, members coming out to rock So It's going to be a lot of fun going down to Houston on Thursday. And then, of course, you know, the kickoff season, uh, season two, the big group is happening on Friday. And I'm sure it's to, can't wait to be there. Got a new commissioner, Todd Dexter. We got Karen mm-hmm. and an Ice tea. So, I'm looking for the Dog Town to be Boston. and have to listen to you. Hey, hey, hey! Yeah, and to pat yourself on the back too, because uh, you're you're definitely uh, making a wave there. I mean, you're even I mean, look at you, Mister uh, Big Man on the uh, Big Three board there. I mean, whoo, you're making waves there, Jerome. <laughs> I'm trying to make some moves. I think Big Three has got something going. Oh, they do. Have to be a part of it. Young Three and everything else. Young Three basketball globally with the Olympics. I think they're on to something, and I want to be a part of it yeah yeah I guess, by the way congratulations too I forgot to say that for being now named a big three board member so congratulations Jerome and I wish you the best I will definitely see you in season two I'll be hunting you down maybe talk to you again talk about how the big three is going on especially catch up with you regarding the young three as well uh, so Jerome thank you for your time I appreciate it and uh, again many thanks alright absolutely look forward to talking to you again thank okay. you so